Welcome to our sermon for September the 4th, 2022. Our text for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Let us pray. Almighty God, I ask that you speak to our hearts and lives today. Lord, prick our hearts. Remind us for those that are excluded from your fellowship, for those who feel they have no place at your table. Help us to welcome those, especially the least, the last, and the lost. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. The kingdom of God is a party. It's a holy Sabbath, a time to set aside all the mundane parts of the world and to be completely present with Christ. It's a celebration. To me, it reminds me a little bit in some vague ways of some family times that I've had together, family vacations. I remember a few years ago, my family took a vacation together. Uh, There was Kat and Olivia and Hannah, Melissa and me, we went off on a cruise and we had a great time. Our cell phones were turned off and locked away in the safe, so we were not bothered by text and emails and phone calls that would interrupt us. We, uh, we were connected to one another, disconnected from the world around us and connected to each other. I remember sitting around the dinner table Uh, And we talked. We actually had conversation with one another over long, leisurely meals with no real hurry about it. We were present with each other without the encroachment of the less important things. I truly value those times. We've had similar experiences of that kind of community on campouts or backpacking trips, especially when we are out of touch of everything else in the world and it's just us. It's even We even have that kind of community, that kind of fellowship in the rare Alabama snowstorm when everything shuts down and we're confined sometimes without even power to get by in our house. I treasure those times because they direct us towards the things that really, truly matter. Those images are a veiled description of what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven looks like this, Jesus said, as people gathered around Christ's table. People gather around the table completely present with Christ and with one another. Uh, Totally full of love for God and love for others as we celebrate this incredible party. 
a time to let God be first. You know, it shouldn't be hard, but it is. Being present with the God who created us and died for us ought to be easy. It ought to be a top priority. It should come naturally to us. What could be more valuable, more important than time spent with the creator of the universe? But to be honest, it's difficult to set aside time for God. Other things, lesser things, so easily get in the way. And so people miss the party. People are missing from our table as we have Holy Communion on this Sunday. In Jesus' parable, it's not that they are bad. They're just busy. The one sad part of the vacation I was talking about earlier is that our son wasn't there. He had to work, and so he missed our trip. The family wasn't complete. My table wasn't full, and and that was sad to me. It breaks my heart. Michael wasn't the prodigal, disrespecting family and off uh, living wildly with promiscuous living, and, and that's why he missed the party. That wasn't it at all. Instead, he was at work. He was being responsible. He was doing a good thing. But the good thing got in the way. Even good things can get in the way of the best thing. Good duties can cause us to miss the party. Uh, that's what happened in Jesus' story. These folks that refused to come to the party were not off doing horrible things. They were doing good things. One man bought a field and he needed to check on it. Nothing wrong with that. It's responsible. One man bought oxen and needed to try them out. Again, very respectable thing to do. One man was on his honeymoon. Of course, we would want to understand that. They were doing some good things, but they missed out on the best thing, the best thing of being present with the king. It sounds way too familiar. Too often, I am too busy for God. I will, from time to time, set aside a whole day for Sabbath presence, a whole day just for prayer and meditation and presence with Christ. And more often than not, I let things begin to encroach and take that away. It feels, it feels irresponsible to set aside a whole day just to be present with God. But listen to how crazy that sounds. We let other obligations get in the way. It's amazing how easily things can become more important than God in our lives. This Sunday, we're celebrating Holy Communion in worship. This, that meal, Holy Communion, is a foretaste of the heavenly banquet that Jesus was talking about. It's an appetizer for what's coming for us. And as we gather around the table, I have to wonder who's missing and why. We're missing people who think they don't belong. I'm reminded of Miss Bobo from my very first church. She was 88 years old and had never participated in Holy Communion because she didn't feel worthy enough. One of the greatest honors of my, of my ministry was serving Miss Bobo her first communion ever. What an incredible thing. Some traditions even exclude people for breaking church rules. If you've done certain things, they don't allow you at the table. It's tragic to me to think that people miss their spot at the table because they don't belong. And today I want to say that, that the meal is for you. No matter what you've done, you're welcome, you're included, no matter what. It is our unworthiness that truly makes us 
worthy to receive this meal. And Jesus says to bring in the poor, the lame, the crippled, and the blind. In the first century, those were considered to be rejects. They were considered to be rejected by God, that God was displeased with them. This meal that we celebrate, Holy Communion, is a party for the outcast and the unwanted. It's for the ones that we think God has perhaps turned his back on. It is precisely for them, for us, who are the outcast. Some will miss the party, though, because they don't like the guest list. I'm reminded of the older brother in the parable of the prodigal son. He considered himself too good to party with his good-for-nothing brother. While his younger brother had been off wasting his father's inheritance with wild living, the older brother had been faithful, doing all of the right things, doing all of the good things. When the prodigal returned, the father threw a party for him because the son of his was dead and is now alive. But the older brother, the older brother couldn't find it in his heart to rejoice. He was mad at his father for throwing such a party and refused to go in, refused to be in the celebration because he thought he was too good to be around such people as his younger brother. I wonder how many times we exclude ourselves from the kingdom, from Christ fellowship, because we don't like the people that Christ includes. Our table is not full. What are we going to do about it? The master in the story sends the servants, that's us, sends the servants to round up everyone that they can find. Who do you know that's missing from the party? Your family members, your friends, your neighbors. Who have you encountered that's missing out on the party? And what can you do? What can we do to invite them to the table? Christ will not rest until the table is full. I pray that we won't either. Amen.